श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय श्री श्री राधा गोराधा माधव की जय गोर भक्तवृंद की जय गोर प्रेम आनंदे मॉर्निंग एवरीवन अगेन सो दिस विल बी आवर लास्ट मीटिंग एज फॉर अस फिलोसॉफिकल डिस्कशन एंड we'll the context of tonight this morning's uh, talk we'll extend a blessing to one of our students uh, to chant the uh, hari krishna maha mantra and, and um, approach that uh, method systematically hmm? and it uh seems to have uh weather seems to have improved a little bit so there may be an opportunity for some of you more enthusiastic rugged individuals to visit the land mm. and i don't know when exactly if it did and i guess after prashadam if it's, if it's still not raining which the forecast says it will not be god <laughs> spoke again yesterday by the way <laughs> rutherford county but uh he hasn't given the all clear but that's on the internet so so that would be nice and uh encourage everybody to to do that um we can look to to do lal chandra and bhakti rasa for some help in that regard some guidance oops yeah yeah uh, it's not bad over there now it's quite nice so that said then uh, it's nice to be with all of you and um i wanted to speak a little bit about uh, continuing with the uh Uh, speaking of Radha Tattva th- through the uh, portal, if you will, of uh, Rupa Goswami's insights, we discussed a little bit about his uh, insights in his drama Lita Madhava, that, uh, in which uh, the appearance of Radha is discussed, told the story is told through the through the person of Purnamasi. and um this morning i want to speak about a song that most of you are familiar with that we often sing that he composed i've commented on it before at other times but um it's uh, it lends itself to considerable discussion and that is his uh, shri rupa goswami's uh, radhika stava shri rupa goswami prabhupad ki jai hmm. and uh I'll start with the end of the song which is significant and it sets the tone a little bit for a song that otherwise ostensibly seems to be about uh village girls and amongst them one in particular how she dresses and and uh, who her friends are and uh and uh poetic descriptions of her of her um for for beauty and her infatuation hmm? with someone who uh 
arguably is already taken. Hmm. Very peculiar uh, for a spiritual song, if you will, but as I say, the, 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 the tone is set in one sense by the end of the song in which uh, Rupa Goswami says, praise for the mercy of that girl, karunam kurumayi. So kurumayi means to give me, uh, and karuna means mercy. So karunam kurumayi, your karuna kurumayi, please uh, give me your mercy, karunam kurumayi. Karuna barite, you are full of mercy. Hmm? Veritably, you are composed of mercy. You are the compassionate uh, nature of Krishna, is what he means to say. Hmm. That is an interesting point in itself, and so therefore, please give your compassion, your mercy to me. It's very nice uh, appeal to Sri Radhika on the part of Rupa Goswami, in that um, he seeks something that, in one sense, consideration of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, is the low end of the spectrum of love, which in this world seems to be the high end, and that is compassion. Hmm? Compassion is the low end on the spectrum of love in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, because for the most part, Gaudiya Vaishnavism's love is 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 post-liberated and beyond the world, hmm? the realm of rasa that we've spoken about a little bit, that, again, emotional world. Hmm? And I want us to say, again, something a little bit about that to underscore how we've been describing it. We have an emotional life, hmm? and it's really everything. The physical side is just, the, the, we see it, the, the shadow of that, how it plays out physically. Um, that said, again, our emotional life is an abbas or a shadow of, of, of real emotional life, and that is the chit abbas. It is the consciousness, the shadow of, of pure consciousness, reflecting or the reflection of real consciousness manifests in the subtle psychic matter hmm, that in turn gives rise to the gross matter as we understand it. We have this division of psychic and subtle matter, not an un- unheard of idea in the modern world today where there's this effort to try to understand what is mind and, and what is matter and is mind part of matter or part of the brain or is it separate or uh, and, and so forth. So there are, I guess you would call them natural dualists or property dualists who posit the idea that there, there there might be something called subtle matter. We don't know about it and how it works entirely, but that might be what, what the mind is constituted of. This is an attempt to continue with a material monistic perspective, but categorizing matter in, in physical and, and psychic. Hmm? Um, anyway, that's a complicated subject, but that's part of we were like property dualists, we're substance dualists, we're panpsychists, we got all <laughs> various uh, combinations of modern theories about consciousness are all uh, 
packed together in, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, but this is anyway one idea. So, so our emotional life, and I like to say our emotional life is, is, our, is our real life and so forth in a sense, but at the same time it's a shadow of what our life could be. But the point is here that the chit abhas, the shadow or the reflection of consciousness proper, hmm, manifested in, in psychic matter that, that, that sends physical matter in motion, hmm, is, constitutes an emotional life. Therefore, the chit that's not the abbas or the reflection only of chit is an emotional life. Hmm? This is the idea. You get the point, right? Hmm? So, a world of emotions, hmm? a world of, of love, and of course, we you know we have the 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 the, 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 the servile love and uh, and fraternal love, parental love, romantic love, hmm? and so it goes on a scale, so to speak, of in terms of the intimacy it affords us with the object of love and the object of all spiritual love in bhakti rasa, as we're speaking about it in the realm of the Braj, is, of course, Krishna. It's Krishna anywhere, in Bhakunta, Ayodhya, in all, as much as Krishna's too. Bhagavan Swayam, hmm? the source of all these different forms of the goddess. So love means, in the spiritual world, means love of Krishna. Hmm? But we have this kind of, a, objectively speaking, a gradation. Subjectively speaking, each one is perfect for each, each devotee, obviously. And they're content with that, uh, with that rasa. Sometimes they become attracted to other rasas hmm? in some ways. And then those were not, that, that attraction causes uh, those other rasas have an influence on their rasa in such a way as to increase its intensity. Hmm? So, no changing of rasas there. Hmm? It'd be a misunderstanding of the concept of the stayibhav, which is synonymous with, with rasa and its maturity, and its dominant, its permanent. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem here. We don't have the possibility of an enduring emotional, uh, loving life because the object is not enduring. So, um, so with this scale of love, then, as I say, this is all post-liberated. This is in the, in the chit world, right? In the Paravyom, Vaikuntham, and the Mahavaikuntha that, uh, that uh, the Puranas uh, uh, Use as a term to describe the the the, uh, the Goloka, hmm? the world of, of, of Krishna, Krishna Loka, also known as Goloka. So, on this scale, while you have this romantic love, and within that the parakya, and within that there are divisions and so forth, and it comes ultimately to Rata's love as the full face of that love. This is the high end, and we've been talking about that. Hmm? And 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 that's what the poem or the song of Rupa Goswami is, is really about. But he ends the song on a low note, which is a high note also for us, by speaking about compassion. Compassion is on the on the lower end of the spectrum. Compassion is high in this world. We need compassion. It's said that in Vaikuntha, 
where there is salokya, sharsti, sarupya, samipya, hmm? different types of the perks of, of liberation, to live on the same planet with Narayan. Hmm? Something like that. I think Gurangi Priya once told me that uh, you know I, I don't always get to come out and visit, but when you're in North Carolina, I just feel better. You know, something like that. So, Salokia is something like that. Living in the Ryan's planet. Hmm? Um, there's a gradation of intimacy within these also. Salokia, Sarasti, Samipya, Sarupya, and so forth. So, Sarupya means they have a form like Narayans, and Sarasti means they have opulences like Narayans. Samipya means to be a personal attendant of Narayan, so that would be on the higher end. Hmm? Um, it's said, in this wonderful realm of Vaikuntha, Narayana sometimes the desire surfaces in his heart to do what? To bestow mukti upon others. Hmm? Understandably, because the full range of love hmm, has to be there in the Godhead, who's the perfect object of love. Hmm? So, what about compassion? Hmm? And uh, in order to bestow in this form, at least, compassion to bestow, in, to bestow mukti. Mm-hmm. Then, how are you going to do that amongst a bunch of muktas, surrounded by liberated people? Who are you going to give it to? I've already got it. So there's a need for another world. Mm-hmm. Here we are. So we are. This is the. This is world corresponds with this necessary, if you will, desire to be compassionate on the part of the Godhead if the Godhead is to be the full um, face of love, the, the, the object of love, uh, especially uh, when we speak of Krishna, of course, uh, then um, all kinds, all possibilities of, of love can be found in relation to him. So Narayan feels as such, and so the world... Uh, so there's a he has a form that corresponds with we call it Mahavishnu and then a realm that the Mahavishnu presides over and so forth and and the and the one that Vishnu becomes the many and and so it goes. Hmm? It's not something that happens in time, obviously, but you know we're limited by language to talk about it as if it did. At some point, he had a desire. It's it's, it's an ongoing uh, part of his reality. So this is the low end of of love. It's a high end. In this world, to be compassionate, you know, it's everything's turned around here. So the, the parakya is on the low end, hmm? adulterous, as it would appear. Love is on the low end, and then from there, you know, you come to par- parental love. No, excuse me. Uh, uh, um, uh, yes, uh, parental love, and then. Um, Parental, parental love is, is 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 good, but it but you go to friendly love, and then you can you can friends will tell you the truth, and something like that. And only much as parents become friends, do they tell you the truth. Otherwise, it's hard for them. Hmm? There's there to be pranaya, hmm? equality, and uh, 
So that kind of that kind of love tells you the truth, and then 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 we come to the love between the teacher and the student. That's even higher in this world. And there's no exploitation allowed there whatsoever. Right? That's a scandal if it happens. So this this is the servile love gets the, the high uh, position. Hmm? And then it, the thing is reversed. And kind of in between is this compassion that which is general. It takes us, gives us the opportunity to go from here to there. And Rupa Goswami is having spoken about Radha, which we'll get to in his song. In a high sense, he at the end he, he prays for compassion and refers to her as as Karuna Kuru Mai, you know, who who is the Karuna Barita, who is the very embodiment of compassion. So we do refer to her, as I did earlier at times, as Krishna's compassionate nature. And what that means, of course, is that, as I've said before, in every devotee there's a little bit of Radha. Right? Radha is Bhakti Devi, Ladini Shakti. So with the ingress of the Sladini Shakti, then um, to that extent that we have that ingress in our lives, we can really call ourselves devotees and take pleasure in the pleasure of Krishna, uh, satisfying Krishna's senses, Krishnendriya Prithivancha. So, because there's a little bit of Radha in every devotee, Hmm. These devotees of Krishna, they are sometimes referred to by our foundational acharyas as the Kripa Shakti of Bhagavan. Hmm. So they are the manifestation, the form through which he typically bestows his mercy. Hmm. As I said before, there are two currents in the world, the current, the force, the influence of karma, and the influence of devotion. Hmm? It's always here. And so to come in touch with that, we're said to be, have become fortunate, become bhagya, to become lucky, to be, to be, what is that term? Fortunate? Bhagya, yeah, but I was looking for that. It starts with the V. That always we forget it. Yadrichaya. Hmm. Fortunate. It means you come in touch with a current that is that is outside of cause and effect or karma. So it's luck. It's it's uh, it's, uh, it's 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 not part of. There's no uh, there's no reason to love. We say in common English parlance that love knows no reason. Uh, so devotees are sometimes so it's said to causelessly. It means give love. It means that that love that is being given, the bhakti that is being given, the opportunity for bhakti that is being shared, is not within the realm of karma. There's not something you did that merits getting this kind of reaction. This is the realm of karma. We do something, and in relation to the material environment, and there's a reaction that comes back, good or bad. Bhakti is causeless in this sense. It's, be, it, it's not within Nityasiddha Krishna Prem, Sadduka Bonoy. Hmm? It's not within a result, an effect 
within the realm and jurisdiction of, of, of karma. It's coming from beyond that. And the, the devotees are the vehicles, the bearers, the carriers of that. And they try uh, to spread, even in their... What is it? Verse of Bhaktivinoda Vaishnava's... Living sound and living try to spread the holy name around, something like that. Uh, they try their best to do. To, to, uh, those who think that Vaishnavas die, they reason. Reasons ill. Reasons ill. That's how it starts. Reasons ill, he says that Vaishnavas die. And when the living still living sound. Vaishnavas die to live, and living spread the holy name around. Yeah. They die to live. Hmm. They die to live. They die to the taking tendency within us and live. Then what will you do then? Then you have you've given up the taking. Then you only have left is giving. So that's what they do. They give. They live to give. They die to live and living give. Spread the holy name around and touch us with this current of bhakti. And this then is their compassion, or this is the manifestation of Bhagwan's compassion, the instrument. He has to kind of do that through his devotees, because the devotees who have, where, first of all, if the devotee has bhakti and he gives bhakti to someone, then Krishna has to go there. He has to, wherever bhakti is, he has to go. He can't be, he can't not be there. Hmm? Um, but for the most part, Krishna is not personally involved because then might, might someone might fault him for being, um, what's the term, bias, uh, showing preference. Uh, so uh, through his devotees, they, they they work and try to spread without discrimination. We were talking a little bit yesterday about the beginning of the seventh chapter, and the, the, this is described beautifully there of the Panchatattva's indiscriminate distribution. <coughs> having plundered the storehouse of love of God. Hmm? Now, they've got the jewels and they're just giving them out everywhere. Hmm? It's a bit of a Robin Hood-esque, you know, Bernie Sanders uh, type of approach. (laughs) Take from the rich, the the premadhan, the wealth of of the Golok, and give it out to anybody and everybody. Hmm? We don't want a middle class, though. We want it all high class. Now, <laughs> everybody will be one high class. Everybody will be rich with praying. Hmm? <laughs> so, the devotees, bancha kalpa tarubhyascha, kripa sindhuvya evacha, patitanam pavani guvishnabibhanamunva, kripa sindhu. They are ocean, sindhu means ocean of kripa, of mercy. This is their, 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 This is our experience. We, we, we will tend to think that the devotee who saved me, you know, who brought me to Krishna consciousness, who gave me the opportunity, and help, who helps me, is, is is so important in my life, and uh, uh, it's accurate to 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 think so. Uh, so, this is very much part. Of the Vaishnava, and this should, as I often say, come in a Vaishnava or Vaishnavi in our lives, 
as we practice, we should be, I mean, we have to get the low end of love. Hmm? You have to pass through that to get to the high. We're not talking about karuna rasa, you know, the, 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 where Krishna in Goloka hmm, becomes the object of Mother Yashoda's compassion as a secondary rasa that's compatible with, with, with vatsalya rasa. Hmm? Parents, uh, you, know, you have to have compassion in relation to an, an inferior, in a sense, or a person who, who, who need, is needy, needs empathy, needs compassion, and so forth. Hmm? So this is the, 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 the fuller, if you will, more broader sense of compassion that comes in the Vaishnava, that, that is uh, uh, the kind of uh, the representation then of, 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 of Krishna's compassion. And as I say, each devotee, in each devotee there's a little bit of Radha. So we reason well, I believe, when we say, and I think this is a quoting Prabhupada, here that, that Radha is the compassionate nature of Krishna. Hmm? Right? Hmm? And and Rupa Goswami is acknowledging that here. While having spoken in the other verses of this song that we'll get to, um, about the high end of the nature of her love and so forth, he concludes with an appeal. Karunam Kurumayi. Hmm? Kind of brings it down to earth. Karunam Kurumayi. You are full of mercy. Please be merciful to me, he says. Show me your mercy. Sanaka sanatana varnita charite. And this really makes it as a real sobering line. Hmm? Just a song about a girl, as I said. How she dresses to, to, to attract her, her, her lover. Hmm. And, uh, and so on. Uh, and and here, Rupa Goswami, this renunciate then, is praying for her uh, compassion, seeing her as, a, as, a, as the abode of compassion. And he says what? Hmm? He, he, he gives an indirect here deference to and glorification of who? Sanatana Goswami. What did we hear yesterday about his introduction uh, to um, Lalita Madhava? Hmm? What did he say there, Maharaj? Thought you knew. Sorry. <laughs> he said. He 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 said that uh, that he offered his obeisances to someone, to Sanatan Goswami, whom he said is an incarnation of Sanat Kumar, hmm? the famous Kumaras. The four sons uh, of of Brahma, hmm? Chatusan Kumara. Hmm? He, he says, Sanaka Sanatana Bornitachari. These four Kumaras, so it's obviously including Sanatana is included there. Hmm? It's an overt or covert reference to and showing deference to. Sanatana Goswami, his elder, his guru figure in his life. Hmm? Um, the original Gaudiya commentator on the Bhagavatam. Hmm? The original Gaudiya book, uh, Brihat Bhagavatamrita, full of the Sambandha Gyan, 
hmm? uh, giving us the distilled essence of the Bhagavatam and so forth. So he defers to him, and in the context of mentioning the fact that these four Kumar boys, they are Barnita Charite. They're always singing about describing the character of this girl, Radha. So again, these are very sober people. If you thought Rupa Goswami was uh, a strange kind of ascetic, not like the sannyasis, for example, that we were talking about, of Banares, who simply sat and studied Vedanta, but instead he wrote poetry about young village girls and uh, might be thought to be sentimental and emotional in the name of of being a renunciate. Um, um, he says, well, you know, what I'm saying, what I'm doing, the Kumaras are doing that. You can't get more sober jnanis than the Kumaras. We heard about them at some length during the Prahlad Chari uh, description uh, that we were involved in here for last couple of years, the Kumaras, four naked boys, they could go anywhere, they're completely objective. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have no no bias, and so on and so forth, and um, very sober people. Well, you know, we told part of their story, of course, in relation to uh, the appearance of Jai and Bijai, and ultimately Narasimhadev, and so forth, but there's something that Rupa Goswami knows about these Kumaras, having intimate association with Sanat Goswami, who he considers to be an incarnation of Sanat Kumar. Hmm? And um, what is that that he knows about an obscure text called the Sanat Kumar Samhita? Hmm? And in the Sanat Kumar Samhita, the whole concept of, of Manjari Bhav, hmm? Radha Dasyam, that is the preoccupation of Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami is explained. Hmm? They didn't make that idea up. Hmm? They could have, it would have been fine. But <laughs> but uh, there's some reference, and the Kumaras are, have some insight into it. They're very learned, you see, the Kumaras. They know everything, hmm? all the Shastras and so forth. It may not be their particular preoccupation hmm? themselves, but jnanis are like that. They know everything about everybody's tradition. That's what they do. They just absorb all. So, Sanat Kumar Samhita, it's a beautiful description there of, of this Manjari Bhav. And um, so he defers or refers to them, and this is a very kind of sobering point. Again, he speaks about compassion, which is a very down-to-earth form of of love that that takes us uh, that, that 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 is um, universal, transcends bias. Um, it's uh, you know it, it lets the immigrants come in. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it doesn't doesn't it's, it doesn't see borders, uh, boundaries. It's 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 it transcends the nation state and so forth. Um, and um, I didn't used to be that plugged into, the, but you know, with the internet, it's hard to avoid it. 
There's a, no one something about what they're doing out there. <laughs> so, uh, that and then the Kumaras, very sober people. So he, he wants to end his prayer on this note and sense uh, with the purpose of, of putting what he said previously in perspective. The things about Radha that just sounds unto itself like the uh, a song about uh, a girl uh, in in love with uh, with a coward boy and uh, and 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 it's peculiar he says as the song begins Radhe Jai Jai Madhava hmm? Radhe Jai Jai Madhava. Gokula Tarani Mandala Mohite Radhe Jai Jai Madhava Daite Gokula Tarani Mandala Mohite Radhe Jai Jai So let there be victory to Bhakti everywhere or something like that. She is, this is the cry of the Godias Jai Radhe Um and the triumph of bhakti hmm, for Krishna that she embodies, hmm, let it triumph everywhere. And she personifies that. And she, of course, in a sense, triumphs over Krishna as well. This is the, the, uh, implicit in, in, in the, in the, uh, in the, the shout, what do you call it? The shout the call, Jairade. Hmm. Um, I was once sitting with Chaitanya Goswami from the Radha Raman Goswami families, and he was telling me how he was a young, when he was a young boy, he met Prabhupada, and then he had a chance to ask Prabhupada a question, and he asked Prabhupada, what is the, what was the essence of what was the best way to please Krishna? Hmm. He asked, I said, he said, it was a sincere question. And he said, and Swamiji Prabhupada replied, oh, for that, you have to please Radha. He said, oh, then I knew he was so bona fide. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. I should have thought of that, of course. Yes. Yes. Hmm. So Radhe Jai Jai Madhava Daite. It's very peculiar what he says at once. It's because Madhava... Madhava means the spring, springtime, which is the, the time of love. It's a time of, of, of where there are new beginnings and a sense of um, prospect. Hmm? Hmm? Prospect and growth and, uh, and, and becoming. Hmm? You know, ours is the doctrine of being and becoming. Usually we're taught to give up trying to the becoming and just be. The problem is you're trying to become, you should just be. Hmm? There, there's some truth to that idea. We're trying to become what we already are. We're trying to become pleased. We're trying to become secure. Hmm? But you are a unit of Ananda. You are a unit of, of, of Chit. Hmm? You're trying to be... Come, 
you, you, you live in an enduring way, but you already, you already, you already be. You already know. You're secure. You're, you're a unit of the things that you're trying to be. Stop trying to, trying to, try, trying to be that you're trying to become. Stop trying to become, and see what you you already are. These things. This is the general idea. So give up the becoming, and be. But ours is the doctrine of being and becoming. Hmm? We make be what we are, but again, what we are is that we are of a certain nature that lends itself to nurture. Hmm? So if we can get the nurture of bhakti, then we can be in a becoming sense. We could not be otherwise. We could be such ananda, but not be a gopa or a gopi. Hmm? That's a becoming hmm? under the influence of bhakti. And prem is what? One of its characteristics is that it's full and what else? It's full and ever-increasing. So it's always, the spring is a beautiful name for Krishna, Madhava, because it's like an eternal idea. He's like an eternal spring. Hmm? He's always becoming. He's always this is this is Anurag. He always looks new. Hmm? Just like you live with somebody, there's always something you know. You're finding out about her or him. You know, wow, you're like that too. And he, and wow, I didn't realize that. Or you can study yourself and find the things that, that with the help of another, usually <laughs> about yourself that you didn't you didn't know. It may be ongoing to a point, but Krishna is every moment. Every time hmm, Radha sees him, he looks newer, fresher. Hmm? So there's never any so, uh, any prospect, any chance for for boredom or repetition. So it's a being that's at the same time always becoming. I mean, look at the becoming that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Krishna's being and he's becoming, hmm? trying to become as... As Radha, so it's a, it's a very, it's a dynamic. Hmm? This being and becoming is a is the dynamic and static togetherness kind of teaching or worldview. Beda bed, hmm? it's it's bed, it's abed, static, and bed, hmm? dynamic, at the same time. Hmm? Um, uh, so spring is a beautiful kind of uh, time and a, a metaphor for describing the name Madhava means spring. So jai, Radhe Jai Jai Madhava. But Madhava also means Madhava, means the husband of the goddess of fortune. Hmm. And what we have here is that uh, Rupa Goswami says Jai Radhe. Hmm. Hmm. Madhava Daite. Who is the husband of the goddess of fortune? Uh, the general idea is that the goddess of fortune is Lakshmi and her husband is Narayan. Hmm? So this is a name for Narayan in which Lakshmi's presence is, is included. So it's a very nice name. Lakshmi Narayan, Madhava. Hmm? The husband of the goddess of the fortune, so he's described 
in relation to his 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 devi, his goddess. Hmm? So, madhava daite. Hmm? In this sense, it means that what the husband of the goddess of fortune has a girlfriend. Uh oh, daite means like a girlfriend. Jairadhe, the girlfriend of the husband of the goddess of fortune. <laughs> it's a problem. Orion has a girlfriend. <laughs> in, in the form of Krishna, of course. No problem. Venkata told, Venkata Bhatta told Mahaprabhu, no problem. Krishna and Orion are the same. What was the problem Mahaprabhu proposed? Why Lakshmi, who's chaste and Narayan, wants to wants to dance with Krishna? Hmm? Venkata said, no difference between Narayan and Krishna. There's no problem there. Hmm? Mahaprabhu said, oh, okay. How come she couldn't? Venkata said, problem there. <laughs> problem there. <laughs> For that, you have to answer. I, I don't know, know the answer. Why, why, why Lakshmi could not... And enter the rasa dance with uh, with with Krishna, follow like the gopis, and, and uh, she won't become the girlfriend. Uh, you know, she's chaste. You could look at it like that. So, if Narayan has a girlfriend, I want to be that girlfriend, so, like that. Uh, no, you can't get there by competing with Radha. That's not going to be possible. Hmm? Uh, there's a nice story in the Vidagdama, in, in the other drama of Rupa Goswami, that uh, can help us appreciate the position of Radha in this regard, because Lakshmi is is thought to be the most the 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 personification of chastity. So Lakshmi is always with Narayan. She might be with you. This is another thing. Sometimes, and you might be blessed and be fortunate, but Narayan's always fortunate. Hmm. She's always there. Hmm. She may share some, give blessing to other people. She's always with Narayan. Hmm. Um, and this is this is her only, um, her husband. So she's the Lakshmi Narayan, the perfect example for the married families. Radha and Krishna are not a good example for the married families, but Lakshmi Narayan. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, uh, she's very chaste in Orion, but here her chastity, in one sense, is brought into question because while you can try to get away from it from a point of view of tattva and saying Narayan and Krishna are the same, so the fact that, that Lakshmi desired to go with Krishna is, doesn't bring her, question, her chastity into question. Hmm? The fact is that Radha... Hmm? is completely chaste to Krishna and she has no desire ever to go with Narayan. Hmm? So so she is Bharadevata. Hmm? We read in the morning of the uh, Tantra verse quoted by uh, Krishna's Kaviraj to, to describe the glories of Radha, which he said was necessary for us to understand Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? He said, what was that? Devi Krishnamayi Prokta Radhika Paradevata. Hmm? So she's the supreme goddess of fortune. 
if the goddess of fortune is is characterized by our chastity, then we make an evaluation. Hmm? And we see, yes, Lakshmi is chaste in Orion, but she wanted to have a relationship with Krishna. You may say, well, that's not a problem. Krishna is Narayan. It's another form, form of, of Narayan. Hmm? So we say, okay, that you could look at it like that. But now look at it like this. Radha is the consort of Krishna, and she never desires to go with Narayan. Hmm? Indeed, Narayan cannot even come before her. In the Vasant Rasalila of the, of the springtime, showcased in the Gita Govinda, when Krishna leaves the Rasa dance, hmm? uh, in, in that Leela, Radha left in, in the, in the, in the um, what's it called, Sarad Purnim, Rasa Leela of the Bhagavatam, hmm? Krishna leaves with Radha. In the Vasant uh, springtime, Rasa Leela of Jaidev's book, Radha leaves. Hmm? And Krishna goes after her. It's more cute, make, uh, making the point <laughs> more, more, more strongly. Hmm? Um, and in the context of, of that, of course, the gopis go looking for Krishna. And in, in that uh, poem, Krishna appears before the gopis as Narayan. Hmm? They're looking for Krishna. He appears as Narayan, forehanded. And what do they do? They pay their obeisances to him, and they say, "You're God. Good. We found you. Know everything. Can you tell us where Krishna is?" Hmm. They have no interest in him. But Radha's position is more extreme. Krishna tried to do the same thing to Radha to show his form as Narayan, but he couldn't. He he couldn't manifest the forearms. See, Radha and Krishna are one. Her love corresponds with Swayam Bhagavan. She he is the form that corresponds with her love. He couldn't. He couldn't even show, manifest the forearms. Hmm? So, anyway, the chastity of Radha reigns supreme. And as I said, there's a nice story. You probably have heard it before, but it's worth, 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 worth telling. Sri Rupa's Vidagdamadava. There's a, uh, an instance, incident in which Krishna appears to fall sick, hmm? to fall ill, and Malayasoda is very, uh, finds this very disconcerting, of course, and tries to minister to him, and it looks like he's got a fever and he's going to die. Hmm? Didn't have any antibiotics, so uh, <laughs> and that's probably a good thing, uh, possibly. Um, so she, anyway, she called for an eye, get an Ayurvedic doctor. When Malayasoda wants something to happen, you know, it's a very intense Vatsalya Bhava for her son, and so the whole brudge starts moving accordingly, like I spoke the other day. She wants Radha to, to cook for her son because of the blessing of Dervas, and it's happening. Hmm? It's so much happening that the mother-in-law of Radha, who's always on the watch for Krishna, running off with, his, with, her, with her daughter-in-law, hmm? nonetheless sends her daughter-in-law every day in the morning to cook for him, hmm? uh, for the son of the king and queen of, of Vrindavan. So when Malaya Soda is, is, is concerned, everybody's concerned. With, with, 
So she's, she's, she wants, she calls for a, an, an Ayurvedic doctor immediately. You've got to get a doctor. And so Krishna manifests in another form as the Ayurvedic doctor. And everybody's gathered around, of course. And, and, um, and Krishna comes in disguised as the doctor, examines himself on the bed. He says, I've, I, I've, he takes his pulse. And, uh, it, I, I've understood the problem. He has a fever and he will certainly die from it. Uh, unless we can bring water from the Jamuna in a pot that has holes in it. That's all we have to do. So, that's a very peculiar doctor and a very peculiar prescription. Uh, um, uh, but this is Vrindavan. And so, of course, then uh, Mother Yasuda says, that's a great idea. How do we do that? How do we bring water in a porous pot? Hmm? And the doctor says, no problem. I thought you might ask that. He said, that can be done by a chaste, chaste girl, a girl who's chaste. The most chaste girl can do that. Hmm? Chastity has power, apparently. Hmm? It, it, uh, uh, so, so Mother Yasoda naturally turns to who? To, no, to Radha Chaste. There's all kind of rumors about her. <laughs> the last one you would turn to. She's never caught, but, but, there's, you know, where there's smoke, there's, there's fire, you know, this is, so, no, she turns to, hmm, to Jatila, hmm, Radha's mother-in-law, who's, always concerned about the chastity of every other girl. <laughs> so obviously she must be very chaste. She must be the personification of chastity because she's always concerned about chastity everywhere she looks. Hmm? She sees unchastity where there is chastity, practically. Hmm? So it's said in the Bhagavad that what? One thinks others to be like themselves. So when the porous pot that's brought, produced from the doctor's bag. I just happen to have a porous pot. <laughs> it's part of my <laughs> my my equipment here. And uh, and Mother says, "Give it to Jatila, uh, Jatila, of course." And so the they, Mother sort of gives her the pot, and she won't even put her hands out. Uh, no, I'm not even going to touch that. Uh, she's she's thinking, "How's it possible? I could bring." And then water will pour out, and then people will think I'm not chaste. Hmm? You can't bring water in a porous pot. Who is this doctor? Anyway, hmm? what kind of a. This is some, you know, she's suspicious. Someone's going to, you know, try to make me out to look unchaste. And so, attention goes to, to Kutila, the, the sister in law hmm, of Radha, who's like on her mother's. Radha's uh, mother-in-law's side, and and she's also always concerned about the chastity. But no, she won't won't touch it. Hmm? Mother Yasoda is now frantic. The ladies who are most chaste, at least they appear to be, they're always concerned about the chastity of everybody. They won't take the pot. What what, what are we going to do? And, and Krishna, the doctor, as the doctor says, I think she can do it. Hmm? And all eyes go on Radha. Hmm? 
when Radha doesn't think, oh, if I go and I get the water, it'll pour out, and 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 my lack of chastity will will be known. She just very innocently thinks, Krishna's sick. The doctor says it. I'll do it. Hmm? So she takes the porous pot. She goes and fills it up, and Krishna mystically appears and holds the puts his fingers in all the holes. And only those who have eyes to see can see, and Radha can understand. Oh, Krishna has arranged the whole thing, and she's he's protecting my chastity and and making her known in the village hmm, as the most chaste lady of all. She is the, the perfectly pure Swakya hmm, in Siddhanta. Hmm in her parakya, Swakya means she belongs to him only. And uh, her chastity exceeds that even of Lakshmi, as I'm explaining. So, Radhe Jai Jai Madhava Daite. Gokul Taruni Mandala Mohite. Gokul Taruni means amongst the Gok in Gokul, there are many Taruni. Taruni means young, young girls, it's feminine. Taruni, Tarun Taruni. So, there. Uh, 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 that um, this is the beautiful, uh, also characteristic of Vrindavan in comparison to Vaikuntha. In Vaikuntha, there is one Lakshmi, and in Vrindavan, Lakshmi Sahasrasata Sambrahma Sevimano. Two things to note here from Brahma Samhita. In Vrindavan, there's not one Lakshmi. There are Lakshmi Sahasrasata, thousands of Lakshmis. Hmm? As I said before, there's one Krishna and many Radhas. So Radha manifests aspects of herself hmm? Hmm? as different, different, different gopis, different moods and sentiments and emotional uh, realities of herself to tender to Krishna at any given moment. Lakshmi Sahasrasata. There were a thousand Lakshmis. Hmm? This is one thing. The quantity is greater. And Lakshmi Sahasrasata Sambrama Sevyamano. Sambrama Sevyamano. Hmm? This is another thing. The quality also. In quantity, there's a difference. And in quality, there's a difference. Hmm? They're endowed with a special kind, Sambrama Sevyamano, a special kind of love. Hmm? Not like you find from Lakshmi in, in Vaikuntha. Very special kind of romantic sentiment. And Samartarati, hmm? in particular. Hmm? Samanjasa, what is Samanya, Samanjasa, Samartha. Samartha means that they, Krishna's desires have become their desires. They have desires. They're Krishna's desires. This is again a, a dynamic kind of way in which they make make union with Bhagwan. Hmm? What to speak of Lakshmi in Dwarka, the queens have some personal desire, some sense of some sense of um, of self identity that needs to be maintained. Rukmini is the example. She could not. She wanted to marry Krishna, but she couldn't just take off. Hmm? She had to arrange some type of Vedic marriage that it will be according to the scripture. There's a, what is that called, that Vedic marriage where the husband kidnaps the wife? Hmm, it's one of the types. 
Hmm? So, Gandharva, marriage. So she had a sent a letter to Krishna through a Brahmin. Krishna, please kidnap me. I want to marry you, but I can't violate the Vedas. Hmm? I can't cross over the Dharma. So this is my my hope that you will come and kidnap. Of course, he did. And, and he married Rukmini, but Gopis <laughs> they don't even think about the cross over the Dharma. Whether they're gone, this is their the example they set. Hmm? What to speak then of Bhaikuntha and Lakshmi? Hmm? That's why when Lakshmi went to Vrindavan, lived in 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 uh, in the forest and performed austerities. Lakshmi took off her jewelry and everything. She sat in the forest doing tapas uh, austerities and eating roots and and things that uh, fell from the trees and so forth. She's used to a very royal diet, everything cooked in ghee and, and so on. Um, and Krishna came upon her and the brother said, Lakshmi, what are you doing here? He says, I've come here. I want to enter the Rasa dance. He said, oh, well, you can, that's easy. You don't have to do that stuff. <laughs> you don't have to sit there and fast and eat roots and nuts and and things. That's not the way. It's easy to... You, you can enter the Rasa dance. You're Lakshmi. What do I have to do? She says, he's very simple. You have to give up your husband. Hmm? And then she's... Whoa. <laughs> you know, that's like... She's choking already. And he says... And then you got to marry somebody else. Hmm? You got to give up Narayan as your husband. You got to live in the brudge, marry somebody else, and then you got to give him up, hmm? and you know, run off in the, the night. And she's running back to Vaikuntha at that point. Hmm? I can't do that. I have a certain stahibhav. I have a, a, a sense of identity that, that that I have to live within, and and, and so forth. Gopis, Vrindavan people. They're not like that. Hmm? Yeah. If, it, if, it's, if it's said to please Krishna, you know the story of Narada was told by Krishna that, uh, Narada, can you help me? He sure. And he said, I've got a headache. And, well, what will be the cure? Get the dust from the feet of my devotees. And Narada said, okay, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. He's thinking on the side. He's testing me. You know, he's gonna, now he's going to, through me, he's going to test other devotees. So he goes all over the universe, asks all the devotees, Krishna has a headache, how can I help? He wants a dust from feet. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not going to give a dust from my feet on Krishna's head. Hmm. I passed the test. <laughs> so Krishna, Nard goes back to Vaikuntha, or, uh, back to Krishna and says, um, uh, well, uh, did, you, did you bring the dust? Says, no, none of, none of your devotees would give it. <laughs> they all passed the test, something like that. Krishna said, none of them? None of them, not one of them. Hmm? Krishna said, well, did you talk to those village girls in, in the Brudge? Where? You know, in the jungle, the cow people over there? Huh? There's devotees over there? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those milk ladies. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't go there. Hmm? So, well, go there, ask, ask them. So he goes and asks them. Krishna's got a headache. Can you give the, what, what do we need to cure that? Give the dust from your feet. So they, they begin to take the dust and give it to him. And he says, whoa, do you know what you're doing? They said, yes. What are you doing? We're giving the dust from our feet to put on Krishna's head. Do you know what will be the result? Yes. What will be the result? We'll go to hell. 
Is there anything else you want? Hmm? You step on Krishna's head, it will be an offense, right? So, hmm. Nard, then Nard got schooled <laughs> himself. He went back and, 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 and he understood that Krishna had sent him to learn about the highest ideal of devotion, hmm? the, the kamikazis, if you will, of, of bhakti. <laughs> the suicide bombers of bhakti. <laughs> well, this is this is idea. <laughs> so these are the Gokultarani. Hmm? They have certain kind of love, hmm? samartarati. Hmm? Their sense of self is 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 fully identified with his pleasure. That's why they're one with him, one and different, hmm? in, the, in the fullest sense of the term. So Radhe Jai Jai Madhava Gokul Tarani Mandalam. And among the Gokul hmm, Tarani, the girls in the in the in the mature mandal, Radha of course is supreme. Gokul Tarani. Gokul is a very coarse, nice word. This is this is Golok. You've heard of Golok. This is Gokul. Gokul is inside of Golok, in the center of Golok. Golok is that means go go means like cows. Hmm? Lok means world. It means and it means people, the general people. Hmm? So it's the it's the it's the it's the, a, a place. It means a planet. Hmm? So it's a, it's a, it's a country. Hmm? It's a country of cows. Hmm? A planet of cows. It's um, it's a planet of cow people. Goloka hmm? means people. It's a pla- place of of cow people. Hmm? And um, but it's a broader uh, name, and accordingly, within Golok, there are different possibilities of devotion. For example, there are the basic divisions of Golok: Vrindavan, Mathura, and Dwaraka. Krishna is perfect in Dwaraka, more perfect in Mathura, and most perfect in Vrindavan. Hmm? And at the lotus of Vrindavan. On its different petals, there are different opportunities of love. There's also the possibility of loving Krishna and Radha in a, in, in, in Swakya, where they're married. Hmm? And some of the Nimbarkis, they like this idea. The Nimbarksampradaya. Hmm? So this is an important point, because in Gaudi Vaishnavism, we're talking about a specific area, Goloke Premadam. Golok, but Gokul. Gokul is the center of the world of the lotus of Golok. And Gokul, Gokul, Gokul is a more intimate word than Golok. Hmm? Gokul, the, the family of cow people. Yeah, it means it's, it's more intimate. Golok is more general, more broad. Gokul is more specific and more heart-warming uh, word. Hmm? There, the greatest possible intimacy with Krishna is, is afforded in Gokul. Gokul, Gokul, Gokul Taruni, young girls among the young girls of Gokul that that are the that are in the center of the mandal. Hmm? Gokul Taruni Mandala, Gokul Taruni Mandala. It's a circle, the larger circle. This is a circle. Within the circle, the circle of circle of intimate friends. Hmm? Circles are, of course, circular ideas. Very central to Hinduism. Hmm? The cyclical time, the revolving 
leelas going round and round, repeating and so on and so forth. Um, but un, unlike, I think, cyclical time probably first um, appears within Hinduism. It also appears amongst the Greeks and Aristotle and other cultures, and it has, to a large extent, been re- retired in modernity with the idea of linear time that modern science hangs on to, even though it's born in Christianity. Um, which you know they tend to be at odds with one another these days. Hmm? But the linear time has some pragmatic looking at time from, for example, as being linear, rectilinear, has some pragmatic um, uh, uh, results that can be derived from that um, perspective. Um, but it's it's not a very it doesn't lend itself the idea of linear, rectilinear time to a to a peaceful mind, or to any meaning, really overall meaning. So, and this is modern science largely. It's it's uh, it's uh, claim to fame is its ability, pragmatic ability to bring about certain results hmm, in our lives. To medicine, to gizmos and gadgets, and so on and so forth. Um, but to give meaning to it, hmm, value, an overarching purpose, it basically denies these things. Hmm? And in, in linear time, is is like that. Hmm? If nature is to be described, it ha- it has to have a pattern. Hmm? A line has no pattern. It could be just accidental or random, a line. But a circle is a pattern, you see? A circle it implies some intelligence and a pattern and has a beginning and it has an end. Hmm? A line, if it is defined by a point unto itself, a line is made up of so many points, hmm? It can't be defined unto itself because we can only define a thing by that which it is in relation to. Hmm? But if we seek to define a point on a line in relation to the points that come before it, hmm? we cannot define it either. Hmm? Because where do those points end? Hmm? There's no end. If you want to know what came first, the seed or the tree, and you look at the, at nature as being linear in terms of time, and you can't answer the question. It's just like, er, uh, I don't know, because you keep going back, but it, that there's no, there's, there's, where does it end? But if, if if time is cyclical, you can give the answer. Neither one, both, no problem. Hmm? Right. Hmm? Hmm? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, so this is this is this cyclical perspective, the mandal. Hmm? It 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 fosters meaning. Uh, the, the the Hindus did not arrive at an idea of cyclical time in a simplistic way, like other cultures did. For example, by looking at nature and, and the, the 
passing of the seasons, four seasons, and it comes back, the day and the night, and, and therefore time is cyclical. They looked at it in a different way. They located one thing hmm, around which they experienced everything is moving. Hmm? And that one thing was what? The Atma. The Indian Vedic culture is very sophisticated in its language, Sanskrit, and its philosophical insight and so forth, describing an Atma, a permanent thing, a permanent thing around which all things are coming and going, coming and going. The eternal return, if you will. Hmm? Hmm? Samsara. Is, uh, so the, these uh, is is uh, and and if if nature is cyclical in its nature in terms of time, for example, it can be described. It does have meaning, has purpose, and there's a scope for that. And so, so it's a very beautiful um, concept. Now, of course, in, in, in there is there is uh, insight in modern science that that's that's gives cause to lean towards a looking at time. As being cyclical in nature rather than than, than linear, hmm? in, in both in, in classical physics, Newtonian physics, and in and in um, what's the other uh, quantum cl- classum. Anyway, a few things there. I've written about it somewhere else. Can't remember it all now. But so mandala mohite. So it's the circle of of Gokul, hmm? and there are millions of Lakshmi's there. Gokul Tarani young girls, and amongst them Radha, who is the Daite, who is the, the dearest hmm, of, of Madhava. She's found Gokul, Tarani Mandala Mohite. And then and he goes on, what does he say? He says, Damodarati Vardhana Veshe. Damodarati. He invokes the name Damodar, which is a name for Krishna, of course, hmm, who means who's bound by the ropes, really, of love, as we find the Damodar Leela. Damodar is also the the name of the 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 Vedic name of the month of Kartik, which is Radha's month, hmm? and it's thought, as is mentioned in the in the Puranas, that in Vishnu Purana, that it, the nature of Kartik is such that that a little bit done gets a big result, hmm? a little done big result, a little service. The implication is to Radha. In the month of Kartik, the Damodar month, then hmm, there'll be a, uh, a a result that far exceeds the effort that is um, um, put out. Hmm? So anyway, he evokes the name Damodar and, uh, and Damodarati, Bardhanaveshe. Hmm? So she dresses only for the for the pleasure of. Krishna, I had an experience like this many, many years ago in Los Angeles in Prabhupada's temple in New Dwarka, and I was putting on on tilak, hmm? and some other guy was putting on tilak, and he wouldn't look in the mirror because it's vain, you know, to look in the mirror. And I looked in the mirror, and I thought it's not like that. I said the gopis are looking in the mirror for sure, and they're decorating themselves and everything, and they're very careful how they dress, and so, but all for the pleasure of Krishna. Hmm? So this is this is bhakti. That's hmm? not like gyan, break all the mirrors and, and so forth. Now, what did the Uddhava say? But to the gyanis, 
the renunciates, the tapasvis, and so forth. He said, our austerity is, just see, that we wear the, the hand-me-downs of Krishna, the royal prince of Dwarka. That's what we do. That's our renunciation. We eat only what he leaves off, which is a royal diet, his remnants. And for our clothes, my clothes, I only wear what he, what he wears. Hmm? What he's, he's, he wants to retire an outfit, then it becomes mine. Hmm? It's a very nice idea because it's not like wearing ashes or going naked and, and, and um, these extreme austerities hmm? of self-denial hmm? and so forth to, to, to do away with the exploiting disposition that gets us in trouble, the taking disposition. Stop taking. It's very extreme. But this is so much more extreme to only wear the clothes of Krishna. It's so much more extreme. To eat only only what's offered to Krishna. It's so much more extreme because it's one thing, as I say, to give up taking. It's another thing to serve somebody. <laughs> That's really the way to give up taking. You understand? It has the best defense is a good offense, something like that. Hmm? So you're going to give up the taking ego by adopting the serving ego. There's no room then for that to surface. Hmm? Gyan unto itself, then it will come up again. It will come up again. Only there's bhakti. Krishna, Krishna tried, Shiva tried to kill Cupid. When Cupid disturbed his meditation, what did he do? He, he, with anger, he burned the body of Cupid. What happened? Cupid's invisible. Now it's even worse. So it's just made the problem worse. And on the other side, we have the, the Kambi Jai, the Rasa dance. Cupid comes to try to, he thinks this is a no-brainer, right? I'm going to attract Krishna, the gopis. They're like already attracted. It's the full moon, they're in the forest, it's springtime, it's, it's a harvest moon. Hmm? But, of course, he, he becomes conquered by Krishna. Krishna becomes, shows himself as Madan Mohan, who can bewilder Madan, who can bewilder Cupid. And what is her name? Madan Mohan Mohini. Ah! Who can bewilder the bewilderer of Cupid? That is her power. That is the power of bhakti. Hmm? Hmm? And it shows in this way, dressing herself, very very concerned. You see, this bhakti is very nice. It's like this. It, it, it's it, it. You'll be very concerned about everything you do. You do everything very nicely, everything right. Not like I'm doing this, uh, but I'm over here remembering Krishna, just trying to get this done so I can remember Krishna. Hmm? It's not like that doing it to get it done so then I can go and remember Krishna. Something no, I'm doing everything perfectly. Like like the example is that Rupa that, that Mahaprabhu gave to Rupa Sanatan, what? Just keep yourself you want to join me, but the king will be upset. To keep yourself like a parakya lover. Hmm? Who does not want anybody to find out. And therefore she does her household duties very, very nicely. Oh, you're doing the household duties so nicely. Yes, yes, yes. Hmm? There'll be no hint, no suspicion that she has that her mind is somewhere else. Hmm? So the, for the mind to be on Krishna, yeah, it will show up like this. I'm doing all the services very nicely, hmm? high class. Hmm? I'm very attentive there. 
Hmm? It's it being in the here and the now. It's being there. Hmm? Be there now. That's our saying. Be here now. Be there now. By being here now. Yes, I'm speaking about it. Hmm? So, Dhamadarati Bhardhanaveshe. Hari Niskuta Brindabi Pineshe. Hari Niskuta. Hari Niskuta means the, the Nishkuta of Hari. That means that, like the hollow within the forest of Hari. Hari Niskuta Brindabi Pina. Brindabi Pina means uh, the whole forest of Brindaban. Eshe. So she is the queen of the whole forest of Brindaban that Krishna has a small part in, like the like a little hollow in a tree, Niskuta. Hmm? She is the queen of the, she presides over the whole the realm of Vrindavan. He's got a little place there. Hmm? Something like that. This is this is the idea of Vrindavan Eshwari, Vrindabhipineshe. Hmm? And um Vrishabhanu Dati means Navashashileke means Vishubhanu Dati. Uh, that that she is the uh, new moon Nabashashi Lake, born from the ocean of the love of Brishabanu. Brishabanu again is the name of her father. Hmm? So his love for her is oceanic, and she is like the new moon. That moon seems to rise out of the out of the ocean. I've told that story before, right? Hmm? Our moon came out of the Pacific Ocean. You know that, right? Yeah, that's a fact. Um, the moon <laughs> was born from the ocean. It's a poetic um, device you'll find throughout the, 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 the Gaudiya literature, but it's a scientific fact, too. Hmm. Just so happens that it is said, at the big, at, this is the most current even theory today, that the planet Earth, when it was in its kind of gaseous, uh, russic form, hmm? huh. then it was struck by a meter, and that meter made a hole that's now the Pacific, where the, that, that holds the Pacific Ocean. And whoosh, what came out splashed up and, and formed the moon. Hmm? So the moon is born from the from the Pacific Ocean crater. Hmm? It's pretty interesting, huh? <laughs> and Radha is the new moon, hmm? born from the ocean of Vrishabhanu Maharaj's love. Vrishabhanu Radhi Nabashashi Leke. She's the new moon in that also she's born in the as the waxing moon, the eighth day of the waxing moon. Hmm? So you know you have, well anyways so it's that, that's new but also new in the, in the new moon get rid of the old moon hmm? it it also came out of the ocean but eh, it's not quite right it's got marks on it but she's perfect and pure Nabasasi Leke hmm? Lalita Saki her friend is Lalita hmm? Lalita Bisaki uh, what is it. Uh, Lalita Saka Guni, Guna? Ramita Vishaka. Ramita takes great pleasure in her her intimate friendship with with um, Vishaka and her uh, her friend Lalita. These are the two very important gopikas to us in Gaudiya Vaishnavas because 
their position is unique in that they are qualified to be group leaders, Yuteshwaris, like a Chandrabali, for example, who's a group leader, who has her own manjaris and relationship with Krishna. So they're qualified to be group leaders, but they subordinate themselves to Radha nonetheless. Hmm? Then Arupa Goswami comes in this following Lalita Saki. Hmm? So very, very, very dear to Radha. This way Rupa Goswami has sung something about her and uh, tried to convey to us the uh, significance of her position in Krishna Lilas. Rupa Goswami Prabhupada ki jai. And we are his followers. Rupa Nuga Varga ki jai. And uh, so we have a new follower. So come forth here. Please come. And um, accept all of these wonderful gifts from our sampradaya hmm, that will identify you as a Vaishnavi, and um, and we will begin with the Kanti mala, the neck beads made from the sacred tulsi who in Gaudiya Vaishnavism is represented by, by Brinda Devi, she can give everything. Hmm? She knows everything because she's always talking to Purnamasi. She knows everything. She can give everything. So you wear the nice neck beads, very beautiful. Hmm. Yes. This is the sign of a devotee. Those will protect you because people will see you and go, oh, you're a devotee. And then you'll think, yeah, right, I'm a devotee. Mm-hmm. Right? So that is one thing. And then we give the tapa and the pundra also. So tapa means an austerity and it means knowledge also. So from austerity we can get knowledge. It means by restraining the senses, which is the austerity, we, we become active hmm, intellectually and thought thoughtful. Hmm? The more we're just um, a party animal, the less we think, right? <laughs> so even if you're involuntarily forced to uh, perform some austerity by being kidnapped and locked up, then you survive by, by becoming deeper mentally and intellectually. Hmm? So, tapa means fire, means the, it, it means, it implies sacrifice and austerity and, and, and knowledge. Hmm? So we have a form of that that's very beautiful also in the Vaidimarg Sampradayas, for example, of Ramanuja, they have the tapa and they have these, uh, at this time they have a branding iron. Hmm? And then they brand the initiate with the symbols of Vishnu, the chakra, the conch, and so forth. But uh, in our sampradaya, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it's very easy for Kali Yuga. The austerity for Kali Yuga is what? Ekadasi. This is Ekadasi and one other thing, living with one another. Austerity. With other developing devotees. But um, we mark the body with the, with the name of Krishna. So this is a stamp, tea lock or sandalwood paste. 
says Krishna. No. It's there. There. Very nice. That didn't hurt, huh? <laughs> it's not supposed to. <laughs> and then tilak. So you need, you need to have tilak. Pundra. Pudva pundra means a straight up tilak, not this kind of the shy bites like that. Hmm. And then there's the tilak. The, the Vaishnavas, they, they, they mark the body 12 places with the tilak with different names of Vishnu. So you can learn that from, from Bharti Lata, right? She, she knows that, see? And um, when you, you know, you, in the morning you'll do your japa and so forth, put on tilak, and, and all that will be very conducive. It's a, it's a way of you're entering into your sadhakadeya, the, the practitioner's body. Hmm. This bottom piece is supposed to be like a tulsi leaf. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So that's the tapa, the pundra. And then we also give the yagya, or the right to engage in yagya. Typically, at diksha, that will mean the right to engage in the archan, and you receive the mantra. But right now, I'm giving you the, the Harinam mantra, and so the, the corresponding yagya, which is actually more significant than the uh, the, uh, the sacrifice or the in the realm of ritual and in, in, in deity worship is the Sankirtan. Hmm? So, that's a blessing. Do the Kirtan. So, and then, then mantra. Here will be the Nam mantra. Hare Krishna mantra. Hmm? And so, Tapa, count them. Pundra, Yagya, mantra, and, and Nam. So, I will give you the mantra and I will give you a name. And um, first we have to have a small communi- private communication. So you, I want you to chant on your beads a certain number of times. And these beads here, they're for counting. And how many think are on here? 16 plus 4. That's right. And that 20. makes 20, <laughs> right? So you have a large, you have, as you can see here, everybody can... See, you have a string, a large string of beads and a small string, right? There's two, large one and a small one. Which one's large and which one's small? <laughs> Obvious, right? This is the large one down here. Whoops, I did it wrong. This is the large one and this is the small one. You can expect the answer like that and go to your bystander. <laughs> <laughs> so when you do one of these... 16, then you pull down like this, one of these. Hmm. You do another 16, then you pull down one of these, and a third, and then a fourth, and that's one lakh. Hmm. So I want you to chant one lakh every day. That's a goal to work towards, something like that. (laughs) Bhakti Vinod used to say you chant one round, and then two, gradually as the taste increases, and come to one lakh. Hmm. 
So the way you do this is you uh, you attach it to the your this bag where Sanatana Goswami says the bead should be kept in the bag, and then his one finger comes out, and then you like this, and you chant with the thumb in the middle middle finger, hmm? and you tie this on here like this, something like that, and, and then you can pull these down, and then this one. Okay, it'll be a while to get to that, I'm sure. Okay, so now come and tell me you want to chant a certain number. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, good number. And um, you do that every day. And you start with a with a large bead here when you chant around. See, this is a, has it's like a tree. So here's the, it's big at the bottom and it's small at the top. And this is the. I guess this is the fruit here, so the Krishna bead. So you start and you go around like this, chanting the mantra on each bead till you get here, the top of the tree, then come back down again. You know, this is so many times, right? Mm-hmm. And then those are for the counting, right? Mm-hmm. Keeping track. Have any questions before we go forward? No? Okay. Come a little closer. And I'll be the, the mantra. Kaylee means like play, so like Leela, like play. So the play of means your dasi, servant of the the play of of the love play of of Rasananda, of aesthetic rapture. Well, that's a very nice name, Rasa Kaylee Dasi Kijai. So we ask all the Vaishnavas and the Vaishnavis, please, you give like one moment now. You think for a moment to give a blessing to the new initiated member, that she may chant without offense and make progress in in, in nam, nam seva, nam dharma. Just one, a few seconds, please. Shigorada Madhuki Jai, Sudaji Gopalki Jai, Gornitananda Ki Jai, Gorbakta Vindaki Jai, Gor Premanandi, Jasi Radhe Shah. Okay.